Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle be unbroken Welcome back to another episode of Circle Unbroken. I hope and I've been, I've been saying this a bunch. I hope that when this finds you and where this finds you, we say all the time, we hope it finds you doing well, but here's what I mean. I hope that this finds you in a situation where you're saying, I've been searching for purpose. I've been looking for it. Maybe I found it. Or I think one of the biggest things in life is if you haven't found your purpose for today, for the quarter, for the year, for your life, whatever it might be, I hope that you are still searching. I am your host as previously mentioned Taft Ayers, and I'm joined in by my man, Coach Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic this afternoon. How are you? Good. Coach, I'm having a good day, too. I think it's a good afternoon for us to really jump in and to talk about something that I think is very powerful. And Coach, as I say this, there are so many people that struggle, and they say this sometimes, what do I have to give? Well, what do I have? to offer. And here on the Circle Unbroken format, we really hit the idea of, as we say all the time, faith, business, and community. And sometimes, here's what winds up happening. Sometimes we have people that say, oh, in my faith space, they're, they're asking for money for such and such. They need it to do this mission work. They need it to do X, Y, and Z. They tell me, they tell me that they will covet our money our prayers and our talent. And and they'll say that when they're doing a fundraising campaign, Uh, they'll send out letters that say, Hey, we're going to Guatemala or we're building this building. And we'd like to ask you to either pray for this or give to this. And I heard a guy say one time, he said, well, the whole letter is about giving the whole announce announcement is about needing the money. They don't send us a letter when they say, we need you to pray for this. It's fundraising, but they say, if you can't do that, the most powerful thing is your prayers. And while the skeptic may say, yeah, but what they're really saying here is give me my money. We know that one of the most powerful things that you can do for anybody for anybody is to pray for them. Coach, if you came up to me and you said, I'm going to take your name to God every night, or I'm going to give you $500. You know what I'm going to say? At the core in my soul, I'm going to say, I need the $500. I want to find it somewhere else. I'd much rather have somebody praying for me every night. Let somebody say that to me on a day when I'm negative 450. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to be like, can you pray too? And give me that five spot. And so, so a lot of times people in in a faith space will feel like, okay, I've got something to give, but it's not money. Then you take it to business. Okay. On the business side, there are people who their role or their partner organization is to bring in money or to be tied to money, to manage money. And maybe they show up and they say this, I'm a really nice guy. I'm a really good person. I'm a really hard worker, but really nice people, hard workers that show up sometimes get let go and they get let go because of what money. It's a financial thing. It's not personal. Then look at the community. There are people that will donate to a campaign. 
They'll give money to somebody who's running for an office. Uh, have in our in our town right now the Miracle League taking the old Babe Ruth Park and they are renovating that. I mean, look, that's an understatement of the year. They are totally changing that place for special needs ball players and kids who want to have a place to have an incredible, safe place to play. And there are people that can give to that. I'm helping a, a group right now with something that's going to launch here in uh, our town. We've had them on the show before, but it's the Delta Recovery Group where, where they are talking. Our listeners may remember when Matthew White was on the show, and they are talking about Delta Recovery. It's a nonprofit and what the money that's being raised there so that they can help in the road to recovery in a non-traditional way, of a multi-pronged, full-tool way when you, when you are in the process of recovery and when you emerge and come back to the real world, the tools that you need. And there are people that will give to that financially, because it's a nonprofit. But the other flip side of it is some people say, well, I don't have a lot of money. What else can I give? Well, recently I was talking with them and one of the guys said, Hey, if you know anybody that has four sheets of drywall, I mean, (laughs) I need four sheets of drywall for this new property we've secured and for what we're going to do. There are things you can give that are outside of just green ink and paper. Mm -hmm. Now I know what drywall costs. I I know Mm -hmm. the equivalent value of that. This is the launch pad for today. If you think, okay, you've started the show by telling us some people want you to give money and some people can't as together we stand in sync. This is where we're going today. Money might not be your currency that you have right now. Like it might not be something that you have and you say, I want to be generous, but I can't. I've had those conversations before with people that have said, I want to give more, but I don't have it. There's something you can do. And this is what our show is going to be about today. There is something that you can do today that is very, very valuable, far beyond money. What I want to encourage people to do today, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, I want you to remember two words, collect and connect. Let me say that again. I want you to remember these two words, collect and connect. One of the most valuable things that you can do is to collect and connect people. Let me say that again. One of the most valuable things that you can do is to collect and and connect people. We talk all the time about somebody wanting a job. So somebody wants a job, they want to get in, they put their resume out there, and it, I put in 75 resumes, Taft. But you know what? Here's the deal. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody over there. If I just knew somebody to give me an in. Well, when you collect people and you connect people, all of a sudden, you have a value. I've got a buddy in this town, and my goal is to get him on this show one day. Coach, you probably know him. His name is Jonathan Hickerson. I love Jonathan Hickerson. You've probably seen videos of Jonathan around town. One thing that Jonathan does is he, he buys or, or helps people buy a lot of different properties in town, farms, land, development. Jonathan is also an auctioneer. Uh, when we called the game last Friday for Columbia Academy, Jonathan's son, Jax, uh, he is the long snapper for the team strong boy, good boy. But Jonathan's been around here forever. And what he tells me is he says, Taft, I have 17,000 contacts if you need them. I've got somebody for everybody. Well, we we talked about that and I thought it was a, a good deal. And then I said, Jonathan, let me test that. I need somebody to fix my oven and I don't want to get on a 
a hotline. I don't have a repair guy. He goes, I got you. All right. And so it's something that you can test because he has a collection of people and he can connect you. Now that's something easy. That's something if I had enough time that YouTube could do for me. But the flip side of that is, Hey, Jonathan, I need somebody to do X, Y, and Z and the jobs and the tasks and the projects get bigger when you have people. And that's just one example I'm using to where that's super valuable to me. That required no money from Jonathan. It required nothing as far as a financial exchange, but I need that. Some people may say, well, Tav, haven't you ever heard of Google? Sure. Google's strong and powerful, but if I type in right now on Google that I need somebody to repair my Bosch oven at my house, here's what's going to happen. Because I understand how paid ads work, because I understand the internet, the first thing I'm going to click, I'm going to go to it, I'm going to click it, and then they're going to ask me to put in my phone number, I'm going to put in my phone number, and it's going to give me a whole list of people, and it's going to put me also into a database where someone will call you in the next 10 minutes, and it will be somebody from an area code I don't know, from another place, who literally just lines up the calls. Now, listen to me, if you're in business, I don't hate that, I understand that I understand how it works. It's a great tool. It's a great resource. But if I can make one phone call to Jonathan and say, Hey, who's the guy you said could fix my oven? Oh, here it is right now. Tell him Jonathan sent you. Boom. That, that to me is going to be somebody that has a great currency of value to me because you know what he did? He collected and he connected people. And he told me, he said, Taft, I have people saved in my phone, not always as their name, but what they can do or how I met them. And that's fun for me. If, if I said local football coach and that was in my phone and I could go up and it's Mike Lyle. If it was radio producer and I could go in and do that. I realize we're more than what we do. However, relationships can grow. Relationships can blossom from the people that you collect and connect. And there's a great value in this that I think I'm 44. Got four kids. They go ninth grade all the way down to, ooh, test, testing myself. First grade, okay? I think that's right. All right, maybe my wife doesn't hear this episode. Uh, but in that span, all right, I've got the low end of schooling to a higher end of, of schooling before you get to college. First grade to ninth grade. Collecting and connecting people is foreign to them because of technology, because of searching, because of technological advances. Again, don't let me be archaic, which I think are good, but there's a huge value in this idea, this Rolodex idea of con collecting and connecting people. Well, what you're talking about doing also is connecting in the realm of where it's needed. Of course. Uh, you know, yeah, I go through the media or I go through the social media and, and stuff like that. If I connect for a repairman, I'm going to get 900 phone calls sure. down the road that I don't want. I don't right. need, I right. don't have time for. Right. Okay. Right. But if you can connect me to a person who can fix my stove or who can fix my refrigerator mm -hmm. and I don't have to worry about a sales call that comes, you know, the, the 25 <laughs> sales calls that come with it. Right. That, is, that to me is valuable. Yes. You know, that that's a currency in and of itself is a, a recommendation of somebody who's going to help me or can help me, has the ability to help me without all the 900 strings, commercial strings attached. That is truth. That's truth 101. I mean, however you cut it, that's 
saying no strings attached, saying yeah. no no post follow up here on that yeah. in the sense of, hey, what what's the transaction here? What can we do? Yeah. I don't need all that extra. Yeah. I, I, I don't need I don't need twenty five advertisements right. from somebody in North Nashville or in <laughs> Lexington, Kentucky saying right. trying to sell me a, an oven <laughs> now that I need you know, now that I need my oven fixed. Right. You know, I, I, I don't need somebody, you know, in Georgia that's going to sell me something or, you know, something like, I need somebody here. Right. I need somebody that can come to my place and f- come to my oven and fix it. Right. I pay him. I, I compensate him. And then we, we actually go our separate ways and move on. Yeah. No, you know, and that's it. That's right. the whole transaction. Right. Right. That, to me, that to me is valuable. <laughs> I, I, one, one of my kids said to me recently, dad, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And I said, hey, d- dude, that's not my specialty. That's, that's not what I do. And you know what my son said to me? He said, well, you know, somebody, and he, he it was that trust value that, that, you know, somebody, and I've heard my kids say before, and I think it's a compliment, but they've said to me before they have said, Hey pop, uh, I, I wouldn't, I was struggling over here. I couldn't do X, Y, and Z, but I just put on my Taft airs and Malia, she'll roll her eyes. But what they're saying is at this moment, I had to really dig in and, and put on my extrovert or talk to somebody so that I could do it. And here's the thing. You don't have to be a performer in order to collect people. What I mean by this is you don't have to go out there and say, Hey, my name is Taft Ayers from Kennedy Broadcasting, and I'd love to know where you live, what you do, how you do it, and how I'm getting in t- contact with you. And what do you want? Right. They're going to look at you and go, hmm, that, that old yeah. school uh, CNC uh. music factory. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. But it's going to be this. This is, the, this is the point I try to tell my kids. I try to tell people when I speak to different organizations, you all want and need to be interesting. You need to be. Now, I don't mean flamboyant. I don't mean going out selling yourself. But here's the deal, coach. If you want to be interesting, be interested. Some of the most interesting people. Okay, man, mark that down. If you want to be interesting, be interested. Like, be interested in what it is that people do. Be interested in how they do it. Because this piece right here isn't rocket science. When you look at the concept of being interested, people that care about others, people that are interested in other people, what will happen is they'll turn around and in a heartbeat, they'll say, man, that person really meant a lot to me. That person was really special when I talked to them. And it's, what did they say? And maybe the concept isn't what they said. It's how they engaged. Well, it's also following a pattern of, I don't care what concept you're looking at. You got to give before you receive it. Right. You know, right. We had signs all over school. You want respect, give respect. Right. You know, we teach in our churches and stuff. You want love, give love. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, there's an old adage. If you want to make money, you got to start with some money. Right. You got to give some money somewhere. Yes. You know, you, you got to put some money somewhere. So, you know, that, that just follows the same pattern. If you're wanting attention, give it right. Yeah. Give the attention first. That's something that you can do without spending any money. uh, That's our whole point here. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything, but, but, but it's a pattern that's been tried and true for, mm-hmm. well, really since time began. Well, and, and, and it and, can, and it can, it doesn't cost anything right now, but it can cost you something. 
Oh, it's going to cost yeah. you. It, there, there's something, you know, again, part of compensation is giving up something you have right. or something you want. Right. Now, yes. it could be time. It could be money. It could be food. It could be clothing. It could be a service, a skill. Sure. Sure. But the whole process of, of, of interaction is giving up something you have to gain something you want or need. Right. Right. And that's, and that's what we're saying today. The message that we're trying to communicate today is simply this. You might think you don't have money. You might think you don't have value in the financial sense, but when you, this is what we're going to say again, when you collect and you connect people, when you say, I want to be interesting, therefore I'm going to be interested. You are marketing yourself. You are making yourself valuable to other people. And here's what this means. This means that you get to know people. You get to know them in a way that doesn't put focus purely on you and what you're doing. You do things to be useful to others, share useful information, and help them get ahead. And the way that you do that is by slowing down and listening to people. Sometimes I think we live in a society that's the one-up world where I'll engage with you, but almost if I had a thought bubble as I'm listening to you, I'm doing this. Thought bubble comes out. I'm going to let him finish. I'm going to let him finish. And then all of a sudden I come with what I think is a million dollar story while I'm forgetting this. People are time poor. And if you add value to their life, they're more likely to connect with you. I need to make sure that what I'm doing is slowing down, listening to you, and not being somebody that's saying, I'm going to let you finish so I can make this pitch. Because all that's doing is making myself look a little bit sneaky, making me look a little slimy, and I'm not engaged in the process of collecting and connecting good people. I'm glad that you have joined us today on Circle Unbroken. And before we go to break, I want to remind you what our format is. I want to remind you, if this is your first time finding us, I want to remind you how we do what we do and why we do what we do. On Circle Unbroken, people have asked us before, corporations have said, is this a religious podcast? Is this a religious show? And the answer to that is, Do you want it to be? People have said to us before, do you focus primarily on businesses? And we say, if you're doing it in a good way, that brings light into the world. And so you you can find it. And then they'll say, okay, you talk about community. Are you to the left and are you to the right? Like, Like, which way do you line up? And my answer to them is always this. Where do you line up? Like, what are you bringing to the community? And I want, if no matter what side you're on, I want to talk about what it is that you're doing that brings light to the community. A while back, we did something here together where Circle Unbroken was a small part of our whole company's vision to bring hope to the hungry. You know what we did? We collected and connected people. We used our megaphone to say this, there is hunger. There are people here. There's nothing wrong with going overseas. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going to another state. But there are people right here. In our schools, our athletes, our students, our our people in the band, all these kids that need to perform, but they need fuel to do it. You know what Front Porch Radio did? We collected and connected people so that folks could bring in checks, submit cards, make it rain with cash so that we could show, hey, you may not have a lot of money, but you've got a lot of people that you can collect and connect to do good work. We'll be back on Circle Unbroken. Circle Unbroken. Yeah.
This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shear-X dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. To Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers. Hope that you're having a wonderful day today, and I am so happy to have my man flanked on the side here, holding it down at the base, Coach Mike. Good afternoon. You doing great today? Doing great. Good, man. I I, I said doing great. I didn't even let you say your catchphrase, Coach. If you could put it in one word, what would it be? Fantastic. (laughs) My man, he is fantastic. Coach, we're talking today about a currency of value that many people, everybody can have, but they don't realize it. And it's the power of collecting and connecting people. You don't have to be a huge extrovert. In order to collect and connect people. Here's what I mean. When you find out about somebody, what they do, how they do it, and you turn around and you lock that in your brain, you write it down, you keep it in your contact sheet, you just say, this is my guy or girl who does X, Y, and Z. And then the next time you're in a conversation with anybody, you say, you know what? You need to meet so-and-so or you need, you need to do this or that. It changes the game when you can collect and you can connect people. We said in the first session, if you want to be interesting, be interested. People may say, I'm boring or I don't bring X, Y, Z to the table. I was telling coach off the mic about a guy that we know, and he is billed and listed and known as an incredible counselor. The people that he will talk to and help And I've been with him in a private situation before where a third party asked me to be there and I watched it. And those of you who know me or who maybe are listening to me now will laugh out loud. I was sitting here thinking, you need to tell him this. You need to tell him that. You know what he did for most of the time? He nodded his head and he listened and he left. And the person who had requested that I was there said, isn't he so insightful? And I was sitting here going, he's great. But he just nodded the whole time. And and the counselors that are out there that are listening to this are probably saying, Taff, you understand, some people just need people to sit with them, to be with them, and to walk things through. Or maybe to not use a huge word count, but ask the right questions at the right time. Yeah, right, one, of the hardest, and one of the hardest things to do if you're ever in that situation is to try, you know, not necessarily to, you know, 
don't come up with a solution. Right. Yes. 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 Just, just listen to them and, yeah. and, and, and quite frankly, let them work out the solution. Sometimes they just need a, an earpiece. Right. And and it's kind of straying, you know, we're kind of straying from our, our, our topic no, a little bit. No, 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 bit, that's good. But, but it's, you know, people that can do that uh, are valuable, are, are valuable people. And, and honestly, uh, I found myself, it's hard. Right. You always, you, you want to solve the problem. You, you have a solution and you want to express it to somebody, right. you know, especially if somebody's asking for your help. You feel like you need to do something. And sometimes that d the doing is just sitting there and letting them verbalize it and come to the conclusion themselves. Right. That, right. you know, it's amazing how many problems we solve just by talking it out. That's how it. ridiculous, you know, how ridiculous my one notion sounded. <laughs> Did I really just say that, you know, and, right. and you know, cause when you're running it through your mind, you don't hear it. Right. Right. And it makes sense. Then you say it out loud to somebody else. And it's kind of like, that really wasn't the best thing I could do. <laughs> yeah. That was, the, that wasn't my but drive. But they came yep. to it themselves. You didn't have to sit there and tell no, you're wrong. Right. Right. That's the point. You could, yeah. you could be engaged. You could be interested. It didn't have to be a combat. It didn't have to be yeah. a ping pong match. It, it was me being there listening, absorbing what was said. And what, isn't that crazy? If I agree with it or not. Yeah. Most of the time, the most, the most insightful discussions I ever had with my students as a teacher right. was why. Mm. Mm. Right. You know, they would say something. Sure. And it didn't matter whether I, whether I believed them or not, whether I agreed with them or not. He was, why did you say that? Yeah. Why did you do yeah. that? Right. What's the reason? Oh, I don't know. No. At the time, you had a reason. Sure. Get it. Yeah. And I want to get to you know, know it. Let, let's, let's figure this out because that's uh, nine times out of 10. That's why you, you know, that that's the, that's the crux of the matter. Right. What you did is the symptom. It's well, it's an, and, it, it's an exploration. Yeah. And, and the person that can get them to verbalize that, why then becomes that sounding board, right, that, that valuable person. Okay. You know, I need somebody to help me with my stove. Okay. Sure. sure. Granted, you know, why? Well, it doesn't work. <laughs> why are you asking me? Right. Right. Yeah. What's. And, and then, you know, we come back, well, I need somebody that I don't need 25 sales calls. Okay, good. I can do that for you. Yeah. You told me what you needed because I was interested. Yeah. You know, why didn't you go to Google? Why didn't right. you go on? Right. Well, I don't want all this. Okay. That gives me. Sure. As the helper, that gives me a clue as to what I need to do for you. I, and, and I don't want to be overwhelmed either. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the kicker for many people. We're so overwhelmed. We're so stimulated on other things. And when you slow down and you listen to somebody, I mentioned my boy earlier, Jonathan Hickerson. The thing about my interactions with him, I said, if you were just now joining us, I said that he's good at collecting and connecting people. He told me in an offhand conversation one time that he had 17,000 contacts. And he wasn't saying it like this. Hey, I want you to know how many people I know. He said, Taft, if you need something, I got you. Like, I'll know somebody with a personal connection to that. But it took him. He didn't just come up to me and say that. It took him listening to me in a conversation. And I was talking about how I thought there was a value 
and collecting and connecting people. If all Jonathan did was talk to me about his business and all he did was talk to me about what he does, we never would have gotten mm-hmm. to that part in said conversation. Coach, if somebody invites me to a networking thing, I'm just going to tell the truth. If you tell me we're coming just to network, my radar goes up. It goes up. No, no. Again, it's funny that the guy talking about collecting and connecting people has an aversion to a networking event. This is what it is. I'll come and I'll work the room and I'll make a lot of new friends because I am an extrovert. But here's the deal. If the sole purpose is coming just to network and just to talk business, Sometimes I feel like rather than making connections merely on a work level, we need to try and find universal points of connection. I was at a conference, this conference that I was at, it it had a workshop feel and it was about business development. Well, I didn't go there to that thinking, how many people can I meet so I can speak? I like, oh, I need to meet Mike, who represents a such and such organization. And I need to meet Sarah, who represents this nonprofit. And you know what? If I play my cards right, they'll have me on their stage. If I tell them what I do, how I do it, and if you're not familiar with our format or me, when I say have me on their stage, one of the biggest things that I love to do, a moneymaker for me in my life, is public speaking on a large format or small format. And so I don't go to a place like that saying, well, I got to meet X, Y, and Z so that I can wind up presenting at their organization. But I'm at this workshop coach and I make a connection with another speaker. Okay. I make that connection, but the connection was over our shared passion for you ready for this, a certain kind of music and teaching. One of the things in our workshop we talked about was we had to tell some things about ourselves. And as we were doing it, I mentioned, I know I'm probably the only person here that likes this music. Well, all of a sudden we were connected. And then I talked about the power of teaching and how, while I've never been a teacher on the same format that you have, I love the one to many format. I love it when I communicate a truth and that truth could be to eight 10 year old soccer players, or it could be to 800 people at a corporate event. And no matter what it is, I like the look on somebody's face when they get it, when they receive a truth that I'm communicating. Oh, that was what got me into teaching. Same thing, right? As a high school student, I was volunteering, coaching, and I gave a tip Mm -hmm. to a middle school kid. Right. And it It worked. And it worked. You know, and the kid turned around and looked at me like, wow. Right. You know, that light, that light bulb moment. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going... Hey, this is kind of, that's kind of a neat feeling. Right. So and, me and, and, we, and, and eventually it led me to be right. a teacher, which you, you try for those moments all the time. Right. Uh, going back to something you said, you know, developing the connection nine times out of 10, in my experience, the development of trust comes from outside the need. Sure. Sure. I, I see that. Uh, you know, you, you talked about you know, the connection you made with this guy is okay. You connected on music. You connected mm-hmm. on the passion for, uh, you know, the, the exercise of teaching mm-hmm. that had nothing to do with the business you were talking about, and you know, but, but you know what it did, but it did co- create commonality and a trust connection right outside of that business. And that's where most of the trust, uh, you know, you and I, you know, we knew each other before we ever started working at sure. the station. Right, right. Uh, maybe didn't realize it as much, but sure. we did. Right. And, and we have a shared event. We have a shared experience 
that has created a uh, a bond outside this station. Now, sure. does it you know does it affect? Yes, it helps our relationship within our work. Right within right. the station, but the trust factor and the relationship factor happened outside this work area, and, outside this, this specific element that we're interacting right now. And it leads to our interactions. It leads to when you have helped me in a personal need. It, it leads to when you have talked to somebody about me or I've talked to somebody about you. Those things can work when you have what you said, that trust outside the need. When I connected with this guy, you know what wound up happening? Eventually, I got invited to do a talk. For, for him mm-hmm. th- through, through his work. And the conversation wasn't about that, but there was a trust because of what we connected on. And it wasn't about what we were at the workshop for. I just like talking to him. And then the offer to come and do that is something that guess what? Put braces on one of my kids. It wound up paying for X, Y, and Z, but the connection didn't come from a networking thing. It came from the trust of us and our conversation and the common ground. This is what I want to encourage people to do. However you do it, get to know about everyone. I want to say this again, get to know something about everyone, not just those that you deem useful. Now, let me flip this over to a religious standpoint. This can apply to preachers, but it really applies to youth ministers. If anybody that I know listens right now, and it's a youth minister volunteer, a youth minister who works in a a group, but they really want to connect kids. When I go and I speak to groups of youth ministers, I'll tell them this. The number one thing you can do if you have a student ministry at your charge, and this is revolutionary and I've never heard it taught. Okay, and it, but th- this is what made us successful uh, through our work for God so many years when we did it. Doesn't require technology necessarily. Doesn't require tons of money only. But here's what happens: if you can take the number of students that you have in your group, and you learn the names, you ready for this part? Of their two closest friends, the world changes. Now, some people may say, I have 200 students. Okay, you got work to do. Get you some interns, get you an assistant, get you some deacons, whatever. But if you can not just know your students' names, but if you learn the names of their two closest friends, here's what happens. You are showing what you care about. You are showing what you're learning about them, and you will get to know more about that person if you learn the two people that are closest to them, and I have seen this flip organizations on, on their heads. Now, you could talk about this with organizations with business. Whoever's on your team, like on the flow chart, if you are in charge of 10 people, get to know the names of their immediate family. Like get to know them, study it, get, get to know it. You, what you'll do is you'll say, I'm learning about things that matter to you. This is a part of my collection of people. Here's how this happens. Because you know what? It's not just about learning the names of people that you deem useful. Certain youth groups, going back to the church set, certain youth groups know the names of their youth group leaders, friends. And while I think that's important because their net might be wider for what you want to do, The challenge is not just the ones that you deem useful. It's everybody in the group. Because when I know something about this kid's friends, it's a lot harder to figure out than this kid's friends. You know what happens? They see his care goes to everybody. 
It's not just because I'm an influencer. It's not just because I can lead in a perfect way or, or do this here. And here's what I want to tell you in business. Remember, even the CEO's assistant has a relationship with him, have a good relationship with them. And you'll likely get a good word in with all these people that you collect and connect. We'll be back here on Circle Unbroken. Listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. 
Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers. I am excited to talk about our subject matter today. I'm joined in by my man, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> I love it. We've been on a little reprieve. Now, our audience doesn't really know this or won't, won't get the rhythm of it, but we've been doing some things later on in our recording time with one of our local organizations, and so I've, I've been involved with another board operator in another room, and so for me today, this is like a reunion. We're, <laughs> we're, we're back here. I don't want you to think that I was giving you the shaft, but we're it's back right. here today. It's a good day, Coach. We are back here. We are rolling together can you feel it folks can you feel how much we like each other i mean coach is my guy i just love hanging out with coach mike uh, don't you coach yeah that was that wasn't nice to, you know, to do that to me on the air but uh, my man and you will and you all in the listening audience will never know what he just did so uh, i was you know. just showing coach how happy i was to be here we always like our direction to point north and so just being together like this is a good thing. Coach, we're talking about collecting and connecting people. And I believe, you can tell it in our voice, I believe that it's fun. I think if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. I mean, that, that's what I think. I say that all the time to people. It also helps that I am the kind of person, on, when you look at the Enneagram and all those personality tests, I'm a seven. What that means is I just want to do fun things. I mean, like I want, I want to make good work, but I want to make it fun. 
And that's something that gets me going. If you told me, hey, Taff, we're going to have some fun today. I'm like, where are we going, coach? Like, we're going to stack blocks. And we're going to stack blocks for eight hours. <laughs> but we're going to do it in a design, in a competition, and make it fun. Hey, I'm in. You have hit me. You have hit in my little world. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you start talking to kids about nouns and, and pronouns <laughs> sure. and participles and gerunds, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to wade through it. Right. Literally. I, and yeah. I told him, sometimes, guys, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to make this as interesting right. as I possibly right. can. But it's Sometimes you just got to wade through it That's and, right. and, and get through things. Yet I would still try to find, and we would get into different things and, uh, it, it you know, it took some, took some work, right? but that's, you know, try to have fun with doing it. You know, I can do, we can do serious stuff. Right. Right. And still smile and laugh while we're doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, and that, and that's it's still just as serious as it was. That's the same thing yep. as it, you know, as, as it should be. Um, right. You know, and, and there's there's a time for sobriety. There's a sure. time for being absolutely quiet and thoughtful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not nearly as often as we think. Sure. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. Well, I, I have seen people, I remember at a young age, and people will like this. This is just a little side note for you because that's what you get here. I, as a kid, remember watching a guy, his name was Michael, and I grew up in a 1,300-member church where everybody served communion. And when they served communion, you had your Sunday best. There was a man that, and some people can picture this, there was a man up at the podium, like speaking, and then there were eight men underneath him. And they all lined up, four to the west side of the church building, four to the east side. Actually, when you were a little kid or a new member of the church and you decided you were going to help serve communion, you would meet beforehand. There was a map. There were lanes. I mean, it was it was a wild organization. And I remember watching them. And most men that stood up there were stone-faced because it was reverent. Right. And they would have their arms crossed, their shoulders up. And not, not that they were, it was about them. Mm-hmm. Their actual submission was that it was not about them. Right. So they were trying. It was just very, it looked like, honestly, when you go to Washington and the guys are guarding the, the secret was, service yeah, people. Yeah. Yes. It, it looked like that. And so it, it was just, it was just a different vibe. Well, I remember Michael, a, a peer of mine, he got to stand up there with the men and serve communion. And I've told stories before for me. I got in trouble when I served communion the first time because I have a big head and a natural walk that's different. And they thought I was strutting, you know, and I said, no, it's just how my head's huge. It's how I walk. You know, I got a weird body. But I remember Michael up there and Michael was smiling the whole time. Well, I kept thinking as a kid in church, he's going to get in trouble. He's going to get in trouble. Like, it's, it's going to be bad. Michael, oh, all the adults are probably thinking, what's up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's he, he about doing? to do? Who's he Googling <laughs> at and all this? Let me tell you what our preacher did. Our preacher stood up there. Now, again, remember this, folks listening. 1,300 members was a big church mm-hmm. at this time in this place in this tribe. And he gets up, and the preacher says, did you notice the look on Michael's face today? And I'm like, no, you're breaking the fourth wall. He goes, did you notice the look on his face? And some of you might not be used to somebody serving communion like this, grinning. And he said, but here's the deal. We've been told for years that the death, burial, and resurrection at the communion here was a time where we think about his death. It's just like a funeral where you want to be reverent. And he said, but if you went to the funeral of the person that you love, and I'll never forget this sermon, coach. If you went to a funeral of the person that you loved and you were sad and you missed them and they got up 
If they got up and came back, number one, you'd be freaked out. Number two, you'd smile and tell everybody about it. And he said, Michael was realizing that there's a joy in this. There's also a sorrow in the death. But then, you know what? He said, you know what we sang right afterwards? Up from the grave he arose. Like like a mighty triumph or his foes. This is old school hymnals yeah. for you folks. But here's the thing I'm trying to tell you. He took a great joy in it. And I think when you have a great joy in anything you do, when you bring a joy, now I don't mean just being silly, just being irreverent, just being flippant, but when you have a joy, listen, that is a part of you becoming, as we've mentioned today, being interesting. I mean, why is that person so happy? Why is that person saying, okay, it's going to be fine. When somebody has a real joy that comes out of them, it's less contrived and it's enjoyable and personal as opposed to some of those drier forms of networking when somebody is collecting people. When somebody says, as they put in their number in the, in the phone, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And so you do, and they're, they're talking to you, they're like excited about what you do because they're thinking about, I'm going to connect you to so-and-so. I can't wait till you meet this person. And so maybe we need to do this, coach, and this is just off the, off the cuff here. Maybe we need to throw out the word networking altogether. Uh, this is just me proposing this. Maybe we need to make come up with a phrase, and I don't have one today. I like collect and connect, but a phrase that just doesn't make it sound like I'm connecting you to you and you <laughs> should meet. Because sometimes when you think of connections in a way that is just you've got to meet him for this, for this, it can be almost medicinal. It can almost be a way that feels like an agenda. Here's what I want to promote today. Maybe don't try to sell anyone, and this is funny in my profession, but listen, don't try to just sell anyone, anything, including yourself. Maybe when we stop and think that we live in a world where we are bombarded by marketing, people are good at spotting interactions that are disingenuous. People are good at spotting interactions here. And maybe what we need to do, instead of trying to sell people, maybe we need to focus on getting to know people, to collect and connect people. Remember what others tell you about themselves and ask them about it the next time that you see them. I'm going to say something real deep, okay? You ready? It shows them that you are listening and that you give a crap. I mean, I mean that, that, that's what it is. You're dealing, hear this, this is a, hopefully a mic drop moment for some of you. You're dealing with fellow human beings, dot, 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 act accordingly. <laughs> that there's something to this that's not next level hard or difficult, but something we need to do, coach. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, to, to take this into a really simplistic idea. Yes. But it's like sharing your secret fishing spot. Mm, mm, yeah. You know, when you go fishing, you know, unless you're a commercial fisherman, then you sure. throw out a big casting net and all that stuff. When you go fishing, you throw one line with one lure out there. Right. And you're hoping that one, you know, that a fish is going to hit in this huge monstrosity of a lake. Sure, sure. So, you know, the idea is that you need to target where that lure goes. Right. And right. knowing the spot where the fish are going to be is a huge asset. Huge. And people, you know, fish, real fishermen guard it, guard those spots jealously. I mean, they, you know, almost with their lives. Right. Right. And when you get somebody who shares their favorite fishing spot or a good fishing spot 
and it works. Yes. It's kind of like, hey, that hey, that guy did me a solid, you know, because now <laughs> I've been I've been throwing lines out here and not even getting a nibble. He tells me to, hey, go over here by this tree and throw it out at this angle. Right. And you're going to hit a school of fish and all of a sudden it dropped. Right. And all of a sudden you got something hit. Mm, mm, you know, you mm. made that connection. It's, it, you know, again, you're out there fishing for an oven repairman. Sure. There's a vast lake of people out there. Oh, gonna, yeah. But you need somebody who can tell you where that sweet spot is. Right. Here's where you need to go. Here's where you need to go that I'm going to get what I need and, and I'm going to hit, I'm going to hook that fish. I'm going to hook that, that, that deal right there. And, and that's kind of what we're trying, you know, casting lines. Mm-hmm. You can cast lines everywhere. There, you don't know where to cast them. Then, uh, there's something I think in that share. There's something yeah. in that piece of getting that. It's it's been said for years, Coach, that real evangelism. We've talked about this before. Is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread? Mm-hmm. It's not saying I'm the bread maker. It's not saying come to this church where we're all full and you you need to be full too. It's saying I'm hungry. You're hungry. Evangelism is saying let me bring you to where you can be fed. Yeah connecting people showing that you care showing that there's an authenticity of saying here's the honey hole yeah and, and, and eventually to, to extend that mm-hmm. okay now that i'm full and stuff like that hey let's 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 work you know and and the person who supplied the bread let's let's, let's work a little bit on you not right. having to search so hard let me teach you how to do that how to make right. this stuff here's how accessible yeah let me teach yeah. you how to go to the market and, and buy this flour and buy this, you know, and, and make this for yourself. Right. And then not only can you feed yourself, but you can feed some of your other buddies. And there's a spirit. And, and now to you, that. there's, and there's the network. Right. Right. There's the network. He's gone from being the helper, the, the, the receiver of help to being the helper to spreading that out. You can do that and, in coaching. You can look oh, yeah. back at the coach that invested in somebody and now they're in this situation. You can do it religiously. You can do all kinds of things that are so important. You can do all kinds of things that are so valuable. And here's the other kicker. The other kicker for all of these things is it doesn't have to cost you a lot. It doesn't have to be something that breaks your back, that wears you out. And here's the last piece. The last piece that we look at when we think about daily life, when we think about connections, and when we think about what it is that we're going to do, here's what we can say. I want to be an investment in the lives of other people. I don't want to be a withdrawal, meaning I want to give you some value. I want to be somebody for you that says this, not just please spend money on me, not just please invest in me, not just do this with me, but let's take time for each other. Let's take time for each other so that I can say, what is it that you need? What is it that moves a needle for you? How can I properly collect and connect people to where you don't just feel like you're a notch on my belt? To where you don't just feel like you are somebody who you're in my life, you're in my orbit, but you are somebody who I have the real authentic authentic ability to say, I want to help you. 
I I want you to grow and I want you to grow because of me, because we know each other and because of this. Today's episode of Circle Unbroken has been focused primarily on the idea of collecting and connecting people, how we all can do it in some way, form or fashion. And then also we have tried to have this investment principle of saying, I want to be interesting to other people by being interested in them. It's been a great day here on Circle Unbroken. We hope that you are growing where you are planted. And here's the thing we want to do. We want you to have this feeling of purpose in your life. If you're a Bible believer or not, you all are people that look for a source of purpose and a source of hope. And so in this day, where you are with what you're doing, we hope that you're tapping into that source. Be creative when it comes to the concept of collecting and connecting people and be proactive when it comes to the lives of other people. We're so happy that you tuned in today. Join us next time on Circle Unbroken. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day.